at Network with Stuart Brisgell and David Solomon every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, noon Eastern. You think about it, we rant about it. Listen to us live on Facebook. Good Easter Monday afternoon to all those who are celebrating and if you are actually listening to this, I'm sure you're not offended by the fact that I may have wished you happy Easter and you may not even be celebrating Easter. But happy holiday weekend to everybody. I hope you enjoyed this long weekend. And um, as we get into a new week, Stuart, you know, over the weekend, uh, you know, things reared its ugly head. And, you know, I got I got to tell you, I know a lot of politicians. Many of them are hypocrites. Many of them only want to get elected. Many of them don't really care about their constituents. Uh, I fought one here in my riding who didn't care, doesn't care. It's all about votes. It's all about getting votes. And this is what disturbed me over the weekend, Stuart, and reading a lot of stories about the Democrats and some of those love those, you know, wanting to wave the flag of altruism and social justice and the rest. But Stuart, as we both discovered, as we get to these midterms, the true colors of the Democratic Party, well, they're starting to emerge worse than ever. Stuart, what do you got? You know, you know, you know, like I always like giving statistics. You know, the outstanding federal loan portfolio is $1.6 trillion spread across 43 million parties, which doesn't even include people that transferred their federal debt to private lenders and recalibrated their debt. Because some older debt that students went to school with is at, you know, 8%, 7%, 11%. And so it wasn't advantageous. So there were certain programs. But all in all, it's $1.6 trillion or about $20 billion of revenue to the federal government. So, you know, I hear from time to time. Black African-Americans, Black Americans, Brown Americans, people other than white Americans tell me that the Democratic Party has really lost their place in, in politics. Because, you know, if you really understood student debt forgiveness, it's about 70% white uh, Americans not colored Americans. And the senators that are behind forgiving the debt are trying to get all of their white constituents that are earning about 3.5 million in their lifetime, which are college graduates versus 950,000 for their high school counterparts that barely graduate. Now, that really is the problem. So if we're going to forgive $1.6 trillion dollars, wouldn't it be better to spend $1.6 trillion on bringing up a generation by providing better education? Forgiving the debt of all these white Americans does nothing for black or colored America, which is what you would believe if you listened to any of these current Democratic senators and congresswomen that are trying to run for re-election as we get to midterms. It sounds great. Let's forgive this debt. So let me understand this. Black African-Americans or people of color are going to pay for the 70% white Americans for their debt forgiveness that they're going to earn $3.5 million a lifetime when they'll barely earn $9 million in theirs. It seems so hypocritical because people forget the fine print. What are the mechanics? How do we make this happen? 
The richest people in the world aren't paying the $1.6 trillion. We know that. It's you. Everyday Americans like you. Everyday Democrats like you. And, you know, I'm not anti-Democrat. I'm actually, I believe the Democratic Party's been hijacked by socialists that cannot support the program. Free education. How about free cars for everyone? And on that, let's do a two-day work week and a five-day party week. You know, this shit just doesn't make sense, David. And I'm really, my patience is running thin with the harebrained ideas that any of these concepts are even sustainable. Like Venezuela, free gas, but you can't get a loaf of bread. You know, Cuba, free gas, but you, you can't get the car. Then you need to be able to buy insurance. You know, again, time and time again, these people are so disingenuous. They are screwing that party up to the point where it's no longer the United States Democratic Party, the DNC. It is now the United States Socialist Party. David? Well, you know, okay, so let's let's talk. Let's just really get cut to the chase. And 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 this really one of the things that that is interesting to see is is Pramila uh, Jayapal is the congresswoman from the great state of Washington, seventh congressional district. She's uh, born in India, came to America as a, as a teenager. Congratulate a wonderful, wonderful story of coming to America to become yeah. something. She got her undergraduate degree. Um, she got a postgraduate degree in the United States. She is a great example of, you know, the American dream. But the American nightmare is what she wants to espouse to. Well, is that she's claiming that she's claiming that she's claiming that the reason we need to get rid of student loans is about racial justice. So hang on a second. Can you stop for a second? The demographics of her riding, her electoral base. Yes is 95% white, educated Americans. Go on, so David. Here's, here's the problem, and, and there, there's where I was heading with, is that, you know, look, I get what you want to do, and you will say, oh, but I represent all of America. But come on. When you make a statement like that, and you're pushing the Biden administration to cancel loans, and you have, like you said, not even 5% of your constituents are African-Americans. And that's where social justice and racial justice is always thrown at, right? We always hear this. It's all about, you know, what we're doing for the African-American community. Stuart, the crazy thing is canceling the student loan debt. The whole system's broken when it comes up to universities and whatever. But I also want to put something else in people's minds. People figure that university is a right. It's not a right. You have a right to a basic education, a high school education. University is not a right. It's a privilege. And you pay for privileges. And there are state schools that you can go to. And you don't have to go to private schools. And it's the same thing with medical system and whatever. Guys, it's just you can't blow everything up. One more thing. When Obama did away with all the not-for-profit school systems and made it virtually impossible for them to succeed, the not-for-profit school systems have been jacking up their fees to enormous rates where all they're doing is paying for college sports programs. What about subsidizing more students look, to go to their school? I look, mean, I, it's really disgusting. I, 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 I have a hard time. Like the whole 
college, college sports, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm not even going to get into that. But the problem I have, again, is the Democratic Party narrative that the media spews. Like, it's a beautiful thing because the Democrats say one thing, the media will say the same thing. And it must be fact because we're really helping a racial injustice here by getting rid of student loans. Okay, but let me take it another step. Okay, the true colors of the Democratic Party. Let's hear it, David. For those of you who were not aware or aren't aware that it was, I just said, Easter weekend. And on Easter, you know, it is a Christian holiday. Whether you agree with it or not, whether you follow it or not, it is in its own, at its core, a Christian belief holiday. And yet, one member of the Democratic Party from the squad, yet again, Ilan Omar, says, is mocking the video. She mocks the video. Her statement was, okay, I think my family and I should have a prayer session next time on a plane. How do you think it will end? She mocked the fact that there was Christians on a plane singing Easter songs. Now, I'm sorry, but I am tired, very tired of this anti-American, anti-Christian, anti-Semite, anti... She is a hate monger. She proposes hate. She espouses hate. She's been doing that since she's been elected. They knew before she would be a candidate in Minnesota that she was going to be a hate monger. And yet the Democratic Party cannot seem to find a way to cork this person. Instead, they are encouraging and not discouraging this type of remarks. When she puts it out on Twitter and she makes her remarks and she goes, oops, then the party says, Twitter doesn't cut her down. Where's Twitter, by the way? Hey, Jack Dorsey, where the bleep are you to cut her out? Oh, no, no, wait, wait, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't, because that would be like Islamophobia, okay? Do you see that the Democratic Party has pushed out this narrative of being the Democratic Party, the party of democracy. They as much have said, Stuart, and I'm sure you've seen it over the weekend, they're the protectors and the keeper of democracy. The Republicans are the ones who are trying to destroy it. And this is who you put in as one of your candidates, Elon Omar. Well, I mean, I mean, she she relies on the Groundhog Day theory because if you say anything against her, you are an Islamophobic person. And you will go anti-black and she's going to cut you down because if you don't agree with me, you're an enemy of thee and she's going to eat you for breakfast. That's their whole platform. You want to know something that I find almost as repugnant as that is how these people get elected and get reelected. Their constituents are audibly mad because they don't have the free education that she has promised a thousand times like AOC. You know what? I wish these people were held accountable to 1950 standards. If you make the promise and don't deliver on it, it's a resignation. You know, and you know, another thing is I'd like to know what is her net worth, her net worth before she entered politics, the net worth she gained while in politics and her family members. It's disgusting. You know what, Stuart, I got to tell you, and it's interesting because if you've ever taken, taken a flight to Israel, um, and I've taken many of them in my life, my lifetime. Jew, you will see a Jewish person stand up and put wrap his arm and fill it. I've seen on Air Canada flight Muslims praying on a plane. No one says boo. 
except it's dangerous to be prostrate on the ground without a seatbelt. But that's a whole other conversation. But prayer is interesting on an airplane. Are you kidding me? Like, this is the problem. You've, you've created a, 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 a hate. You've created, this is, this is what I don't understand. Well, I do understand, but the Democratic Party refuses. Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, where are you to tell your members of your party that this type of hate is unacceptable? We've been here before. We've said this before, but the Democratic Party continues to be the party of hate. It wraps itself around about being the anti-GOP. The GOP is anti-LGBTQ. The GOP is anti-Black. The GOP is anti-democracy. And they keep pushing that, and the media pushes that narrative. And here we are today, a proof positive that you know something? Don't give me that garbage. You know, go, going back to uh, uh, Elon Omar, I would like her to go back to her country and see what gay rights her fellow tribesmen have I would like her to go back to her country and see what women rights that they have. You know what? When they start handing out stones, I want to see her say, no, I don't want a stone. And you know what, David? We're coming close to this quarter hour. It's It's not just specific about Elon Omar. And I think that we both said it. We've got members of Congress here who are up for, up for election. And one talks about racial justice. One talks about, and you know, is 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 a hater. And this is these are just two of the many members of the Democratic Party. And this is who you will be voting for. You aren't voting for people who are protecting democracy. They're not. Ask Project Veritas how they have been attacked by the Democratic Party as a party of investigation into Joe Biden and his affairs and the FBI raided their place. It's amazing. You know, um, Megan Kelly did a whole podcast of it with the, with, with the founder of project Veritas. It's a scary story. That's your democratic party. Your democratic party today, folks is a wolf in sheepskins clothing. Be aware of that. That's all that this rat was all about today. It's not that they are, here for you. They're not here for you at all. They're here to get reelected and they could care less how stupid they think you are. You know what, David? On that note, I wish you a happy holiday. I wish all of you out there a happy holiday. And you know what? Whatever holiday that is, I hope you enjoy it because to have a holiday has meaning. And these holidays have lots of meaning. And you got to be respectful of everyone. It Apparently crosses not. Hindu, not Muslim, Christian, and Jewish. Apparently so to not. everyone, have a happy holiday. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you on Wednesday. We also, please, special guest on Friday, look out for our, our, our promos about that. Friday, we've got a fabulous, fabulous person. Too bad we can't see it. It's reversed. Sam Beard's story. We'll talk about him later this week. Take care. Bye-bye.